This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, doing good, you know the norm. A little tired, uh, you know, another late night at work. But uh, other than that, uh, ready for another fun day. Got any uh, Red Bull or Apple Martini to uh, help jolt things a little bit? Negative, sir. But uh, I do have a Zip Fizz. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take to kick in, but it's all right. Yeah, it's what it is. You might have to double up on the Zip Fizz. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick things off. I'm going to ask you a question as I do each and every day. Tony, you are out in the dating pool. Have you ever had a date, somebody that you were seeing, um, try to get revenge on you after you guys have broken up? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, my, <laughs> they all end kind of, uh, I would say uh, they end... Uh, on good terms, uh, I definitely don't have any uh, psycho hose beats. Uh, that in high school, yeah, I had that. Uh, I had that Stacy girl. That she was kind of a nut job. But other than that, uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been aware of it if it has happened. Anything in that way particular that she did that was just a little on the screwball side. Uh, yeah, psycho hose beast was. Uh, she would. Like we broke up and then she kept showing up and then she would show up randomly at places. And then that one time at the carnival, we ran into her and I hightailed it. But that, uh, <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of back in the day when like before, like texting and stuff. So she would just show up. So right. uh, you kind of had to be a worried a little bit about that. Um, nowadays, I, I, nothing comes to mind of that happening to me. So I guess I'm kind of lucky in that situation. Or in that uh, area. Yeah. You know, and obviously that was high school and, you know, hormones are running high and you don't know what to think or what to feel. You would expect that later on in life as, you know, people are adults that uh, they'd be a little bit more mature about uh, a breakup. You would hope so. I know not for everybody and uh, some of my uh, friends and coworkers that um, have either dated or currently dating or just broke up and stuff. I th- a few of them are going through crazy stuff like that. So, I mean, mm. you know, luckily I don't know how to date that, but, uh, 
deal with that in the dating world, or at least not yet. I hope I don't. I prefer not to. That might be a good topic for a future call-in uh, subject. Yeah, definitely. Let us know, because, I mean, for me, not so much, but uh, maybe for you guys, have some good stories. You never know. Well, Tony, get that button ready, because this story uh, pretty much takes the cake. So an Australian mom has been slammed with Chewbacca noise phone calls. <laughs> After her vengeful ex-boyfriend posted her phone number around the neighborhood, Jessica's oh. been inundated with voicemails from strangers making Wookiee roars for two weeks after their breakup turned bitter. But it seemed her bitter ex-boyfriend's prank backfired as the Queensland mom told reporters she actually found it quite funny. Her former partner's Star Wars-themed plot involved an advertisement promising a chance to win $100 for the best Chewbacca impersonation. He plastered, po uh, plastered posters around Cairns in North Queensland with a picture of Han Solo's shaggy sidekick and his ex's phone number after their three-year relationship came to an end. The mom uh, says, this has got to be the most childish breakup I've ever had. Um, and I'm going to post the story on our Facebook page, but it, it actually shows the, uh, uh, the flyer that they posted up, a couple pictures of Chewbacca, and I could only imagine how actually hilarious that would be to get those sort of phone calls yeah that would be pretty funny you just randomly uh, answer your phone hello uh, no okay then uh, did i win the hundred dollars <laughs> mm. uh, yeah you win you yeah, know what the win. ultimate irony would be is if she ended up falling in love with somebody who called and left a chewbacca sound yeah that would be pretty damn funny <laughs> <laughs> That remind me, like, when you started telling that story, it triggered an old one. Uh, my old neighbor, Sean, uh, back when AOL um, had just started, and, uh, you know, you had you, your little chat mails, or your little... You've got uh, mail. Chat <laughs> messenger. Well, him and the, the neighbor girl, Jenny, broke up, and, uh, uh, and we're talking junior high, you know, mm -hmm. before, like, crazy psychos, before you knew, like, any of that stuff, and... He totally gave the phone number away in the chat room. It's a freaking time. Call me. Oh, no. Put it in. <clears throat> oh, man. And you can hear it because we lived in this, you know, it's just a little neighborhood. And uh, you could hear like the dad, Jenny, the phone case ring out. And the dad was getting pissed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, all because uh, he threw the number on the chat room. So uh, oh. it, it just triggered that old memory for me there. That was, yeah. it was quite yeah. funny. I mean, when you break up, obviously there's reasons for it. Uh, going crazy, not the best thing, but I guess this is a, a fairly harmless way uh, um, to look at revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, uh, this is pretty dang tame and childish, right. but I admire it and it's funny. <laughs> and we get to enjoy the uh, repercussions. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I dig it. All right, folks. Thanks. Well, it is Thursday, and we've got a great show lined up for you. Let's go ahead and talk about it, shall we? The third day. All right. Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day. Okay? It is the third day. As I mentioned, uh, we have Florida Man. We have a segment called Problems of the Past. Our call-in topic is another call-in contest, a Phoenix face-off, where we pick caller against caller in the battle arena, today debating the best arcade game ever, right up our alley. We have a segment called Phoenix Bros, This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. Now, if uh, you want to get a hold of us but can't quite reach us by phone, we have set up a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line. Gives you guys a chance to call in on any topic whatsoever. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. If you want to do that, give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We'll compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show... That means Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is July 30th, and this is your Filippo Fast Five. Always like hearing that little sound bite there. Um, Metal Slug 2, SNK 40th Anniversary Edition, and more SNK games. Free with Titch with Twitch. Whoa. With Twitch Prime. <laughs> Titch Titch Prime. <laughs> with Twitch Prime. I spelt it wrong and then I read it off that. Um if, for those not familiar with that, I don't know what Twitch Prime is, but uh, I think you just play it on your uh, Mac or PC. Um but these are great games, a bunch of Neo Geo classics. So <clears throat> good stuff there. Mickey Rourke challenges Elon Musk to a bare knuckle fight. Um, this all stems with the ongoing drama with uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's uh, nasty divorce. Uh, I don't, uh, I haven't uh, shared any of those articles in the entertainment news, but there are for some interesting reads for sure. Um, but but for some reason, Mickey Rourke jumped in and challenged Elon Musk to a fight. Godsmack to be joined by Stain, Shine Down, Papa Roach, and. More for Live for the Living Room charity fundraiser event on August 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sully Erna's YouTube page. Cool. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are back, and they're heading back to the studio with redesigned Wheel and Podium. Socially distance approved. Lori Laughlin sells home for $10 million under asking price. Instead of 28 mil, it's sold for $18 million to the co-owner of Tinder. And that's your Filippo Fast Five. Now we're rolling into the actual news. Uh, I apologize. I'm going through puberty this morning, apparently. <laughs> the joys of when you wake up just a little bit before the show. Um, today's tease, Emmy Beta avenges the hailstorm as Pac-Man plays Monopoly while at the zoo. Waka waka, it's the news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this one could eat up a good chunk of the, uh, the segment, so that's not a bad thing. But the uh, 2020 Emmy nominations have been announced and uh just go through them real quick uh, for outstanding comedy series curb your enthusiasm dead to me the good place insecure the marvelous miss mazel mrs mazel um i'm not gonna say that one because i know that's not how it is but bleep creek <laughs> and uh i even though it's not spelled that way i'm still not saying it what we do in the shadow outstanding drama series better call sal the crown handmaid's tale Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. Ooh, that's going to be a tough, tough category in that one. Yeah, it is. A lot of good stuff there. Outstanding television movie, American Son, Bad Education, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, These Old Bones, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy versus the Reverend. 
all for television movies. Outstanding limited series, Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. Outstanding lead in comedy series, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Ted Danson for The Good Place, great show, Mm -hmm. Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy for that one show I'm not going to repeat, Uh, Rami yourself on Rami. Um, Outstanding lead actress, Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, Rachel Brosana, I can't say that name, so I filippoed it, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Linda Cardellini for Dead to Me, Catherine O'Hara, for Bleep Creek <laughs> and Tracile Ells Ross for Blackish. Um, lead actor. Wow, there's a lot of stuff here. Maybe I'm not going to read all these. Anyways, if you want to see more, <laughs> I'm going to put the link up on there because there is a ton more. I didn't realize like this list just read like uh, the freaking novel. So we're just going to move on to the next one. But Emmy nominations, I got excited because there was a lot of geeky stuff in there. There was. With, uh, yeah, with the Mandalorian, uh, and uh, it's just kind of a good time that there's actually people getting nominated with a lot of shows that uh, not on there. There's people from The Watchmen and more. So I'll put that up there, and you can see that. Moving on to uh, video game news. Uh, okay, IGN. Yes, I, I. They have this thing where it's like they have an ad blocker, and I can't access the article. Uh, <laughs> until but, you turn uh, the right ad here. off, right? And yeah, until you, yeah, until you like just agree to do the whitelist thing or whatever it asks you to do. Uh, but Marvel Avengers beta details have been revealed. Heroes, mission types, and progression. So if you're excited for this game, uh, just to share a little bit about it, Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have revealed new details about the upcoming Marvel's Avengers beta, including what mission types of characters you'll be able to play. The beta, which takes place throughout August, will contain four heroes. That's Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and Miss Marvel. They can be played in co-op segments on the beta, but you can actually be able to get a taste of Thor and Captain America, too. As the beta does open on the Golden Gate Bridge prologue mission that uh, you can see in the trailer uh, from E3 and Gamescom. Uh, Each of the characters have three skill tree pages, but only one will be available to use in the beta. This gives you the opportunity to tailor the character to your preferred playstyle by tweaking abilities and skills. After the 25-minute prologue, dang, that's a good long prologue. Yeah, it is. You will have access to a war table, and we'll be able to play through two single-player missions featuring Hulk and Miss Marvel. The first sees them travel to the Pacific Northwest in search of Olympia, Archive, and Jarvis, while the second relocates them to Russia to undercover shield secrets hidden deep underground. One of these missions includes a boss fight with Abomination. After completing the single-player content, the beta opens up and allows players to tackle a variety of other activities in co-op, or AI if you prefer. These are split into three missions, harm rooms, war zones, and drop zones, depending on activity. These can take between 10 minutes and two hours. Hmm. Um, Harm rooms are holographic training areas similar to X-Men's danger rooms and wave-based challenges. The beta features three harm rooms, each with escalating difficulty. Complete all three, you'll be awarded with a special nameplate that you can use in the full game. Full game, sorry. Finally, the beta will also feature unspecified amount of drop zones, which are among the game's shorter, more focused mission types. Um... Today's uh, stream also revealed that Hawkeye, surprisingly not in the actual game, will be post-launch character you can download and you can earn some beta points uh, for your Fortnite 
rewards, so it'll tie into Fortnite somehow. But nonetheless, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Modoc is the main villain. This game is coming out. Going to be an awesome beta. Check that out. Uh, the PlayStation 4 rolls out uh, next week. Wow. So, yeah. So, August 4th, you can roll out on the PlayStation. And then Xbox and uh, uh, Twitch and all that other stuff will be available on the 6th. So, next week's going to be a lot of fun for us Marvel geeky fans. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> it's a robust beta you know most betas give you a single mission that you can do or a single sort of multiplayer level this one has a lot to it oh yeah this one's especially for like a demo it really opens up good so uh staying kind of in the vein of video games into our uh little segment later best arcade game new pac-man monopoly includes a playable mini arcade cabinet I mean, we're talking pretty small, uh, but uh, Hasbro has been adding fun electronic features to Monopoly variants in recent years. And now a new arcade Pac-Man edition follows that trend and takes it a step to, or two further. Players can play mini games of Pac-Man on the included arcade unit, which also functions as a bank that keeps track of points. It replaces money in this edition. You can even use it to buy, sell or steal levels. In Monopoly Arcade, Pac-Man players must race around the board to buy levels and earn points while avoiding the dreaded ghost. Each time a player passes or lands on go, they have the opportunity to play a mini-game of Pac-Man to earn extra points. The banking and arcade unit keeps track of everything so you don't have to. All you need to do is insert your plastic arcade coin into the arcade unit to perform actions. The, Pano- the Monopoly Arcade Pac-Man board game is live on Amazon, and it's only $29.99, and it's in stock and shipping now. So another cool variant uh, of Monopoly. They also have a uh, Super Mario Brothers ce- Celebration Edition coming out as well for $29. So a lot of cool little Monopoly board games that tie in with video games. So yeah. kind of cool how they merge. This Monopoly one, I'll share it up there. Real cool looking. So uh you know, it ties into what we're talking about today, and I'll end our entertainment segment on a music note. All right. Um, Hailstorm's reimagined EP will include a collaboration with Evanescence, Amy Lee, and cover of I Will Always Love You. That could be interesting. Hmm. Uh, on August 14th, Hailstorm will drop a reimagined. Um, kind of a bummer it's not one of their cover EPs that they usually drop, but... Uh, Nonetheless, it'll be a reworked of original songs in the cover of I Will Always Love You. The Love Ballad was made by Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton. Uh, The six-track effort will include reimagined version of the song Break In, which will also feature a guest uh, vocal from Evanescence, Amy Lee. Apparently, they'll be partnering up on two tracks. So the new version uh, appeared on the second album, uh, The Strange Case Of. And uh, the other albums, will, the other songs will be I Get Off, Miss the Misery, I am the fire and Ms. Hyde. So uh, if you're a Hailstorm fan, that's uh, something to look forward to on August 14th. And that was your news. Let's dance on into the birthdays. Bye-bye. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Today's birthdays will go from uh, low to high here. Tom Green will be 48. The last time I remember seeing him was Road Trip in 1998, 7? Something around I don't know. Daddy, would you like some sausage? (laughs) Maybe it was that. Man, his career just went... 
Hope Solo, a soccer player, uh, 38, has the coolest name. I really like her name. Uh, Hillary Swank, uh, the next Karate Kid, 45. Terry Crews, the uh, Old Spice guy and the jacked up buddy, 51. Lisa Kudrow, uh, who played Phoebe and Friends, duh, 56. And it is my birthday. I am a young 72. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm going to pump you up. It is my birthday. I'm here on the Christian Phoenix show. And that was your birthdays. Crank it up. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> now is your birthdays. Uh, not, not every day you get a rare pin- appearance from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, folks, he, and he like translated through me. It was weird. exactly. Well, folks, when we come back, we have oh, stories about America's penis, Florida. Yes, it's Florida, man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. We are all over social media. Many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN-TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. And then Ryan, who is out on a job right now, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink or on Instagram at NamesWink. Now, being that it is Thursday, the third day, we are here with stories about our favorite state, at least our favorite state to report on. Yes, we're talking about America's penis, and this is Florida Man. Oh, good for you! We need like a we need like a fun jingle for Florida Man. Yeah, Florida, that, maybe something. Florida Man, Florida Man, he is the best thing since canned ham. That <laughs> was pretty damn terrible. Yeah, but was, anyways, I was thinking something superhero inspired. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. it's the Florida man. It's trying to get me to register because I'm going to Miami, y'all. Dun, 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 dun. It okay? Well, okay, fine. So we're on Florida <laughs> man time, and the Miami Herald will not let me read about a guy who was uh, in trouble for speeding and didn't want cops to search his cars. I can't access that article because I have to sign up for the Miami Herald, apparently. So we're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to start. Uh, oh wow. Everything wants uh, to block pop-ups. Jeez Louise. A uh, Florida woman robs postal worker and then takes off on a tricycle. So we're going to start with a woman, but man, she looks like a man, man. Uh, <laughs> dude, she does. She looks like Carrot Top and, uh, oof, just rough. A woman was arrested for armed robbery and assault with a deadly weapon after police received a reporting Reported received a call reporting she was pointing a gun at people while riding a tricycle. Then she robbed a postal truck. 
Uh, this is in uh, Collier County, Florida. A woman was arrested for what I just said above. Uh, last week, police found 52-year-old Livia Cristomo riding a tricycle while holding a handgun that turned out to be a toy. Police drove beside Cristomo and told her to drop the gun. She complied, then put her hands behind her back while in the grass, police said. Cristomo told police she was God. She then had voices in her head and was telling her to do things. A victim said Cristomo pointed the toy gun at the mail carrier and forced him to give her a package out of the truck. After receiving the package, she rode away on her tricycle. No one was hurt in the incident, and police arrested Cristomo at the scene. She is currently being held in jail on a $25,000 bond. Bazinga! Way to go, a-hole! That one was just funny (laughs) stuff right there. Are you kidding me? Does it show it, or does it say, was it like a kid's tricycle, or was it something made for a full-grown adult? It doesn't have any pictures or nothing other than her mugshot, but oh. uh, it's just that I just I laughed my butt off reading that one ahead of time. I want to see uh, dash cam footage. Yes, absolutely. That would be so cool. What'd you do today, hun? Well, I was out on the beat and I uh, was busting some criminals and some some man dude or was a woman. I don't know, was riding a tricycle and robbed the post office guy. Billy was a little sad today. <laughs> just insanity here. But uh, this is why we do Florida Man, because it's just fun stuff like this. And here's another crazy thing. Uh, Florida Man was arrested for attacking McDonald's employee over not getting a straw. Um, Florida Man spent New Year's Day in jail. So this is a little older story, I guess. Uh, so after police say he attacked a McDonald's employee for not giving him a straw. Yasmin James was behind the counter of McDonald's on 34th Street South when St. Pete police say 41-year-old Daniel Taylor forcefully grabbed her and pulled her up on the counter. According to police, James defended herself by punching Taylor in the face as he held onto her shirt collar. Oof. Uh, Brenda Beebe, another customer in the restaurant at the time, pulled her phone out and saw the argument escalating seconds before Taylor grabbed James. Why film it? Like, try saving her. Jeez. BB says the argument started when Taylor went over the condiment bar to grab a straw. When he noticed there was none, she began. he began screaming at the employees. He was yelling and walking toward the counter, and the young lady behind the counter told him it's the law now that we're not allowed to have straws in the lobby. The new law, which took into effect January 1st in St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Straws, you, you had to ask for straws. That right. was a thing. I thought it was a whole COVID thing because that's a normal thing now. <laughs> well, this was Anyways, before COVID. Yeah, this was just like a, a month and a half before COVID. Yeah. So in uh, he the the customer the worker said in 2020 plastic straws are no longer allowed in restaurants and they have to be behind the counter. They started exchanging words laced with profanity and he said there's no such law that exists and then decided to get violent. Um, Taylor was arrested and charged with two counts of simple battery. Even if it was a mistake, just ask politely. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Way to go, a-hole! Yep, Mr. (laughs) Florida idiot. But I assume we have some pretty good footage from what the uh, customer took, right? Yes, there is, and I can put that up there. There is actually a video of him going over the counter um, and the fisticuffs. In, they have they go down you know he put up his dukes. Uh, put up your dukes man uh drunk 
a drunk Florida man crashes lawnmower into police car, claims cops poisoned him. <laughs> oh, man, this dude looks like he's on meth. In Haines City, Florida, Haines City man crashes lawnmower into a Haines City PD vehicle while drunk. It happened just before 7 p.m. Saturday at Rodriguez Fashion, located at 1100 U.S. 17-92 North. Just come up with a street name. That would have been easier. The officer was <laughs> tending to a matter inside when he heard a loud noise from outside the business. They walked outside and saw Gary Wayne Anderson, 68, on a lawnmower with an attached trailer and noticed minor damage to the rear plastic part of the police car's bumper. Anderson, he did hit the vehicle but didn't cause any damage and that he was drunk. Police say he could not complete the field sobriety test and his demeanor ranged from laughing to aggressive. <laughs> So he then claimed he had been poisoned by police and asked to be taken to a hospital. He was taken to the hospital and later the police department. He submitted to a breathalyzer test and had a blood alcohol content of 0.241, more than three times wow. the legal limit. There was also cocaine in his system. Anderson accused police of putting the cocaine into the system while directing profane language and racial slurs at the police set officer, the police say. Anderson's driver's license has been suspended since 1978 and has two prior DUI convictions. I'm proud of the professional demeanor of our officer showed with dealing with this heavily intoxicated belligerent offender, Chief Jim Elway said. I can't pronounce his name, and it was close, so I will go with Elway because it's 730 day, yep. number seven. It's never a good idea to get behind the wheel drunk, even if it's to even if it's a wheel to a craftsman uh, or John Deere. Anderson is charged with driving under the influence. What an idiot! <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually have a soundbite of uh, an interview with him. Whatever, I'll do what I want. <laughs> oh man, that's just some good stuff there. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, and I and think we've got time for one more. One more, baby. All right. Florida man calls 911 several times to report that his roommate stole his weed. In Pasco County, Florida, not every call into 911 is a true emergency. Case in point, a Pasco County deputy responded to a bizarre call from a Florida man who called 911 several times to report that his roommate stole his weed. Um, deputy Zalava posted a video about the call during a tweet-along. So I just received a call, and a guy's calling in to say his roommate stole his weed. $20 worth, and he's upset. So he kept calling 911. He posted a follow-up tweet a short time later after he contacted the caller. He started to freak out a little bit on the phone and hung up on me shortly after. <laughs> um, and then um, he did a welfare check and showed up at the house only to you know, that they would not open the door and they were paranoid. So call in for 911 because someone stole your weed and then they actually show up to uh, kind of humor, to kind of, right. just kind of, what, it's what, kind of, what did he it reminds me of, uh, yeah, like, why would you call? They were going to show up. It's like super troopers, like the whole messing with them when they're high, uh. like pulling them over and then backing up and just totally messing with them. That's what this reminds me of. But yeah, they were doing a tweet along which is probably not safe, but uh, nonetheless, he posted it for Pasco Sheriff, so that's kind of uh, not a safe uh, thing, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> Way to go, <laughs> just, just don't open. So uh, some crazy stuff down in Florida. America's penis. Stay safe. Your coronaviruses are spiking! Uh, and your stupidity 
is spiking even more. We are so glad that they did post the tweet along. Folks, that does it for another edition of Florida Man. When we come back, we've got a little segment called Problems of the Past. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can also get audio, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way we know what you think about the show. And uh, tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now in the segment, before we close out the first hour, wanted to talk about problems of the past. So my boys are out here. Um, they've been out for the last six weeks. Unfortunately, they go home tomorrow uh, back to Southern California. But uh, it's fun to have conversations with them about uh, sort of the things they take for granted. Information is at their fingertips at any point in time. There's instant gratification on TV, movies, video games, you name it, they have it. And uh, so it got us talking about, you know, some of the things that we had to do as kids and and deal with as we grew up and uh, wanted to touch on that a little bit today. For instance, there's a picture here, you know, you you wanted to uh, listen to a CD, you put the CD in, starts going along and all of a sudden starts skipping or it makes that, that, that little gear sound. You pull the CD out and find out that it's scratched to hell and there's nothing you can do about it. That is a problem that we had to deal with. Oh, that was awful. And it was usually, I remember uh, I was listening to Pantera's uh, Far Beyond Driven and and, and that dreaded, like, it was rock. I mean, I was rocking and all of a sudden it just went, I go, what the hell? And and then you had on the screen E-R-R-R-R instead of just (laughs) error, just said err. And then when I finally got the disc out, there was the big long just do it was awful and just totally that cd just then it skipped and had problems and back then cds were like 20 bucks a pop right like almost like unless you unless you did the old bmg scamaroni or <laughs> columbia house i mean you were paying top notch for these damn things so well not only that yeah. but the sources of the scratches were always a mystery because i was always so careful with my cds i'd only pick them up by the edge and but inevitably, there'd be those scratches. Oh yeah, always mystery. Now, did Glad you, we don't have to deal with that nowadays. Just digital's you, easy. Did you invest in a CD cleaner? You know, the thing that you put it in and it would like scrub the CD. You spray the little bottle on there. Actually, actually, in the early days, yeah, I didn't invest. Somebody gave it to me or gave it to my parents, and I just used theirs. And it was like it was a weird crank one. You had to put it in and go vroom, 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 and like spray the stuff. I don't feel it really did much. I was always paranoid it was going to scratch it more or something. <laughs> well, speaking of CDs and skipping, um, do you remember the portable CD players that had quote-unquote skip protection that never actually worked? 
Oh yeah, my uh, my first Sony uh, Discman. Uh, first first job I had before uh, Arby's actually was construction. I just helped out uh, on one of my dad's. Uh, I think it was his. It was a family buddy, and he had a concrete job, and I and I worked on it with him. It was I'm very good at it, but uh, I only worked there for like maybe a, a month. It was a summer job, you know. And uh, first uh, thing I bought was a Sony Discman. Like, I wanted it so bad. Went mm-hmm. down to the Walmart, uh, down at Carson that doesn't exist at that location no more, and uh, got this Discman. And I just remember it was so cool because it had the skip protection. You slid the little lever, and it was supposed to prevent skipping. But, uh, and it yes, never it worked. it still skipped. Yep. Yeah, it still skipped. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, in my first car, it didn't have a built-in CD player, so I got you know, a little uh, portable CD player it had the skip protection. You know, you put it on the dash, and inevitably you hit a bump, and sure enough, it'd skip. So going further, found, I was probably at Radio Shack, they had this little platform that was basically a base with a spring, so it would kind of absorb the shock, and you'd put it on there. It worked a little bit better, but not great. That's funny. You're also uh, dropping the old Radio Shack name, something that doesn't exist nowadays. Exactly. Well, moving on to the next one, uh, you know, the stressful thing right now is with all the streaming services, for instance, Netflix, you know, I spend 35 minutes just scrolling through looking for something to watch. And realistically, I could watch any of those, but there's always that fear that you're going to miss out on something that maybe you wanted to watch or, or, you know, whatever it may be. Well, our version of that were the giant CD booklets that uh, had pages and pages of CDs oh, yeah. that you had to just essentially scroll through to find the one you were looking for and god forbid you had one of the uh, ones that you burned yourself that had you know the the mix of whatever it was and you know you're looking for one in particular and you could never find it and it was usually the first one you passed yeah what a pain in the ass like back in the day when you were driving i had two ridiculous things i had that big case logic you know like the big massive one where you actually put your cds in there so I had that honker sitting in the truck and you just pull your CD out. I mean, you had to always worry because if somebody broke into your car, there goes your collection because yep. they'd steal the damn thing. I had that happen. Had ha- nah, yeah, <laughs> sucks. Um, I had that happen in Reno uh, at the Metalwood Mall apartments. <sighs> but luckily, it wasn't a, my big stash. It was just, it was the littler stash, but still, you know, it's 100 bucks worth of CDs. Um or you know what was worse too is you if you had the visor above you and you had to put the CDs in there and I mean they were scratched because you slide them in and out but mm-hmm. uh, but that was kind of dangerous because you'd be driving you're like oh man I want to hear uh, I want to listen to uh, Godsmack uh, I can't find it uh, what else do I have here you know right at least when you just <laughs> have it base. on oh, digital right, everything work. so easy yeah <laughs> so much easier nowadays yeah uh, speaking of so much easier you know in the entertainment news you you been talking a lot about you know movies going to premium video on demand we mentioned i think it was yesterday that you know the lead time between when a movie was released in theaters to the time it came out on home video used to be six months to a year now it's just a matter of weeks almost but do you recall going to the video store when a movie was released on home video to go find it and pray that nobody else beat you to all of the other copies yes sometimes you'd have to uh you you know it was like if, if it was a big movie, obviously, if you they would have a lot more of those options. But, uh, yeah, you, sometimes if it was a smaller movie, that was the awful thing. You'd get there, and it's like, 
some of the like video maniacs would have the actual movie in the case right behind the box. So if it was just the box, you were screwed. Like, yep. yes, this movie exists, but there's nothing behind there. So then you had to go up to the counter and pray somebody had just returned it and they'd go through like the return bin real quick. Yep. Nope, we don't have it. Um, and then they'll look it up. Uh, we have we have two copies due back today. And then, of course, didn't guarantee it was coming back that day. So, right. yeah. First world problems back then. Exactly, exactly. Uh, other problems we had, you know, obviously we take Google for granted now. You know, you want to look up a business, you just type in the name of the business, it pops up, you have access to their website, to their phone number, to any information that you need on them. Uh, you know, their hours are instantly visible. Well, that didn't always used to be the case. In fact, uh, probably once a quarter, once a, every six months, Showing up on our doorstep was about a six-inch thick yellow pages that we would have to uh, go through and obviously hope that the business was listed in there. It was usually by alphabetical order, and uh, it, it was just a pain to try and get a hold of any business whatsoever. Oh, yeah, especially in the phone books. So you had to deal with, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, the yellow pages and, like, really going through it. And then the people that paid the premium prices and stuff, theirs would pop up first yep. and yeah it just uh definitely you know rummaging through the old school phone book man it was just those things are so big even in carson you know not a very big town but just going through everything to find these just yep ridiculous yeah and so moving from things we had to look up via paper to when digital obviously did exist you know right now we live in the era of apps Apps are at our fingertips. They're easy to open. Well, back in the days of Windows 95, to get to a program, you know, you'd have to click on the start menu, go to programs, go to accessories, go to games, and then Minesweeper, whatever it was. You know, it took you 50 minutes just to get to the program you wanted to get to. Yeah, that was, uh, there was a lot of extra steps, but I didn't feel like, when you look back at it now, it seems ridiculous, but uh, it actually... Back then, that was cutting-edge technology, so we didn't care. I mean, shoot, Minesweeper Solitaire, your pretty standard games on your uh, computer. Hey, they simplified for uh, for the time. Today, not so much. But back then, definitely. And it was always worth it. And uh, it is crazy to think how much time was wasted just to get to one of those yeah. games. So, yeah. I was reading it's not something you cross paths with on that. Yeah, so. I was reading the other day that for kids who want to experience it, uh, apparently in Minecraft there is a usable version version of Windows ninety five that uh, can be accessed. So that's pretty. Oh, interesting. how cool! Yeah, and then as we head into the break, we all had this struggle, and this picture sums it up perfectly. Waiting for things to download, and this one's got the little download screen. It says estimated time left. 39 years. I would assume that's for one song off of LimeWire. But folks, oh. that does it for the first hour of the show. Stay tuned. When we come back, we've got the second hour with our call-in topic, our call-in contest, Phoenix Face-Off, best arcade games ever. Folks, you won't want to miss it, so stay tuned for about seven minutes. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s.
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still here with my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you feeling a little bit more energetic Energetic after the first hour? Yeah, you know, definitely more awake. Hopefully that damn frog's out of my voice. Uh, I don't know why I had the issues in the first hour with that, but uh, hour two, here we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun hour. You know, lots to talk about, lots of interesting things. And of course, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want you guys, the listeners and the viewers, to call in at the end of this segment, because we open up the next segment to you. That number, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world, even if you are in Florida trying to escape a police chase on a tricycle. Guess what? We pick up the Come if you missed our florida man segment go back check it out then you'll know what we're talking about and the and the and the two uh big ones uh are on the uh phoenix page now after you can click it and just go ahead and watch it yeah right on well i did mention this is the interactive portion not only is it calling topic it is a calling contest and specifically it is actually a case Oh, so glad I pulled that. Yes, it is a Phoenix face-off where we pick caller against caller, and our topic today is best arcade game of all time. Now, we were talking about problems of the past. Obviously, Tony and I grew up kids of the 80s and 90s, back in the heyday of arcades and arcade games, and, uh, you know, you go to the bowling alley, and, you know, the nice thing is people now our age are opening barcades that you can go to. But, uh, you know, we always had our favorite. We always had our staple that, you know, we go in with a pocket full of quarters and leave, uh, you know, with our pockets flipped inside out because they just guzzled those quarters. But we want to hear your favorite and why. And then Tony and I will determine who the winner is for a chance at two Dave and Buster's gift card. So, uh, oh, you say two Dave and Buster's? Two of them. Yep. So, uh, okay. I, okay. I, ideally, we'll get two face offs caller versus caller, winner there, caller versus caller, another winner there. But, uh, Tony, before we open the phone lines to our callers, wanted to uh, find out what is your favorite arcade of all time? This was a tough one because I love old school arcade. I love it, love it, love it. It's great nostalgia, brings back some great times uh, when my mom and my dad used to go down to the Carson Lanes and we'd go, you know, they were in a bowling league and uh, you get just, I loved going because to entertain yourself, they'd always give you so much quarters to play and, and bar none, my absolute favorite arcade game of all time that I could just keep, continue to play over and over is uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles the original arcade what a blast um i i could go on and on you're only asking one but i have lists that's not the only arcade game i loved mm. i mean 
Uh, there's just so many. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the Konami games, obviously, but I don't want to take anything from yours, so I will stick because I could ramble about this. A lot of great games. Yep. We'll bounce back and forth, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Yeah, and, absolute blast. And if we don't blast. have enough callers for two of the Phoenix face-offs and maybe just one, you know, we can run down some of those. But uh, I would agree with you that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, was by far the best one. It probably sucked up more of my money than any other game. But if I had to pick another one next to that, it would have to be Street Fighter 2. Whether it's Turbo oh. Edition, Hyper Edition, that was the go-to game after uh, we finished a, uh, uh, you know... Uh, Little League game, we'd go to the round table or, or whatever the lamppost pizza is, get pizza, and uh, just spend money on Street Fighter 2. Yeah, that was a fantastic arcade. Uh, it was a blast to play. Um, good choices. Uh, I, I want to say more, but I want to say for the face-off. But yeah, right. there's so <laughs> many more games I could ramble on. Oh, buddy, I could just ramble about arcade games all day. So many. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Street Fighter was the original... Uh, fighting game you know they the street fighter one not so great when street fighter 2 came out there wasn't a bar arcade pizza place that didn't carry it uh whatever version it may be you know characters were limited you know we're spoiled these days where you know you look at super smash brothers and there's you know 150 characters to choose from whereas originally we had eight I think it was or ten. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the original, and then uh, when Champion Edition came out, it was twelve. That's right. Then you could play as the as the four at the end. Yep, yep. But uh, so much fun, and then they had those little bonus rounds where you know you had to destroy the car. Tiger uppercut. Yeah, I actually had some Street Fighter. <laughs> Very cool, and I mean I I still use those uh, you know little sound bites and and quips every day you know it's it's something that's sort of burned into our our zeitgeist if you will yeah but uh yeah. folks it is not about us as i mentioned this is the interactive portion so we want to hear from you we're opening the phone lines now 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 call in contest it is a phoenix face-off player versus player for a chance at two twenty dollar dave and buster gift cards for the best video game ever. Go ahead and give us a call and defend your position. When we come back, we open the phone lines to you. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. Apparently, uh, Tony's turning on his uh, audio there for us to listen to the news. <laughs> oh, I went to listen to something on break, and then we start talking, and then so I had to turn it back down. ruh -roh. But, folks, we are in the middle of our call-in contest. Yes, today is another Phoenix. Face. Off. Yes, it's a Phoenix face-off, pitting caller versus caller for a chance of one of two $20 Dave & Buster gift cards. Topic today is the greatest arcade game of all time. So uh, we do have two callers on the line, so we have enough at least for one face-off. But let's go ahead and start with our first caller. 
Who are we speaking with? Lacey. I'm sorry, say that again. Is this Lacey? Yeah. Hi, Lacey. How you doing today? Hi, Lacey. Pretty well. Hey, Tony. Oh. How are you? I am well, and you? Good. Wide, wide awake. Ready? Glad to have you call. So, uh, right on. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you are our first contestant. Uh, well, words are hard. I say it from day to day. Your first, our first contestant in our Phoenix. Case. Oh. Oh, I love that soundbite. All right. Uh, what is, in your opinion, the greatest arcade game of all time? So, believe it or not, I've only ever played one arcade game really in my life, and that would have been Pac-Man. And I remember my grandparents taking me down to one of the piers in California, and I literally put in a quarter, and I played for over an hour and a half. That's awesome when you can get the most out of a game. Obviously, later on, games were sort of designed to swallow as many quarters as possible. But uh, with Pac-Man being the classic it is, you know, aside from the extended gameplay, what would be your defense of why it would be the greatest arcade game of all time? Probably just trying to have to go around the stupid things and catch the cherries and stay away from the bad guys, you know? Like, Pinky was always the one that it seemed to be that I was always trying to chase after and go from there, and that was the best. That's the one thing I remember. It's amazing how much you could get out of a game that was so repetitious, yet the game, the replay value was always there. So, uh, fantastic choice, Lacey. We're going to put you on hold and find out who you're going to be playing against. All right, let's go ahead and go to our next caller. Who do we have on the line? Yeah, this is Eric. Hi, Eric. How you doing today? Hi, Eric. Good. Awesome. Well, we're talking greatest video game of all time. You are tasked with uh, defending your position of uh, your choice against Lacey and Pac-Man. She came out pretty strong out of the gate. What is your choice for greatest arcade game ever? Wow, there's so many great ones out there, but I think one of the greatest was Duck Hunt. Ooh, Duck Hunt was fun. Now, I don't recall it, uh, seeing it in the arcades, though I don't doubt that it existed. But uh, during the break, Tony and I were talking about, you know, some of the early shooter games. And uh, were always so much fun and always a little a bit of a mystery on how exactly they worked. But uh, so Duck Hunt's your choice. Now, go ahead and defend your position on why it's the greatest. Uh, you know, it was always so much fun. You know, you, you're always trying to sh- shoot all the ducks, but then the the... The dog that was running around out there, he'd always uh, jump around and, and try and uh, uh, get in your way or, or, or annoy you while you were trying to sh- shoot all the ducks. So, I don't know, it just seemed like a fun game, you know, very interactive and everything like that. So, I, I always remember playing that as a kid. Yeah, the, the dog was always there to mock you and always uh, sort of instilled a yep. little bit of revenge that uh, you wanted to take out on him. But you never got to shoot the dog, only the ducks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, he sure, sure, he definitely tempted you all the time. Exactly. Well, Eric, we're going to put you back on hold real quick, and then I'm going to confer with Tony here. So we've got uh, Lacey, who is defending Pac-Man, one of the uh, classics of all time. Uh, replay value is a big part of that. Eric calls in with Duck Hunt, which obviously you know you get that dog who's laughing right in your face, and you know that that. Revenge just bubbles up inside of you. Tony, who do you think gave the better argument? Well, both great games, and I can confirm that uh, while Duck Hunt wasn't a big arcade game, they did have those uh, 
Nintendo's player choice where you had a bunch of old school Nintendo games you could play at the arcade cabinet. So, so they did have those, um, great games. Uh, Pac-Man is, uh, nostalgia to the max. Um, I could go, they're both tough. And I love that they have both called in and pitched their cases, but I got to go with Lacey with Pac-Man. Uh, reason being is I remember not only just seeing the stand-up arcades all Mm -hmm. over as a kid, but they had the tabletop ones too. And I remember going to honey treat yogurt with my aunt, uh, uh, and we would play, there was Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and, you know, playing it on those uh, glass tabletops where you mm-hmm. could sit across from one another, uh, was very unique and stuff like that. Um, and I saw those more readily available than Duck Hunt. I remember more Duck Hunt as a Nintendo one, but uh, both great cases. Got to vote for Lacey on that one, though. All right. So uh, Tony's pick is Lacey, and uh, for me, I got to say Waka Waka Waka, and not Fozzie Bear, but... Pac-Man. Yes, uh, I agree. You know, it's one of those games that you could kill just hours of time, and uh, it never really got that old, and you always wanted to beat your high score. So uh, real quick, let's go back to Lacey. Lacey, you are our first winner in today's Phoenix Face-Off. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you chiming in. Do me a favor. Go over to our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Send me a message with your email address so I can get you that Dave and Buster's gift card. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank Perfect. you. Thank you, Lacey. We're going to go ahead and let you go. We're going to let Eric go. Now, we do Thanks, have... Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Lacey. We have one other caller on the line. Would love to see that uh, phone line light up with a uh, another caller so we can get another edition of Phoenix. Face. Oh. <laughs> so uh, whoever we have uh, holding on the line, please continue to hold with us. Hopefully we'll get a, another caller in in the next uh, minute or so. If not, you are automatically the winner uh, regardless. But we'd still like to hear your reasoning. In the meantime, while we are waiting for the other caller, uh, pulled up a list of the 50, 50 greatest arcade games of, 50. All, 50, of all time, 50. according to GiveMeSport.com. Now, uh, I get the sense that the person who put this together was uh, maybe a little bit older than Tony and I are, maybe from a generation just uh, before us. But uh, real quick, running down their top 20, uh, you've got Tron, which came out in 1982. It was a fun game. I wouldn't put it necessarily in the mm. top 20. You have yeah. Punch-Out from 1984. I don't remember that in the arcade. Really only yeah, the I, NES version. I played that. I played it at uh, 1UP Arcade here in Denver. I'm not in Denver anymore, but when I lived in Denver. And uh, it's it's a mixture of Super Punch-Out, for the Super Nintendo, they took elements of that and put it in there, and okay. then uh, the original one. Very cool game, but, uh, you know, uh, we're more familiar with... Uh, I apologize, I got a phone call during that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, there was a... Um, um, you lost your train dang, of thought. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Thanks a lot, person. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Punch-Out was... Uh, you know, we're used to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which mm-hmm. was made for Nintendo, but it was all based off their original arcade game. Yep. Running made these, by Nintendo. Running these down real quick, at 18, they had Pole Position, 17, Mortal Kombat, 16, Joust, 15, Street Fighter, which we mentioned, 14, mm-hmm. Double Dragon, which was a great arcade game. Great game, yes. 13, Street Fighter 2, 
12 oh, Defender, yeah. 11 Gauntlet, which I owned on Sega. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Top 10, 1942 from 1984. Fun, Great game. Fun game. Yep. At number 9, Centipede from 1980. From Me. 8, Mario Brothers, the original. Eh, I don't know about Me. that. Seven Asteroids, six Dig Dug. I wouldn't put that game quite so high, even though it is fun. Number five, Miss Pac-Man. Number four, Space Invaders. Number three, Donkey Kong. Number two, Lacey's Pick Pac-Man. And number one, Galaga. Now, with a couple minutes left, we haven't gotten a second caller, but I did want to go to the caller who is holding. Who are we speaking with? I won. Yay. You did, Tim. It's, uh, your timing Tim! is impeccable. Well, Tim, with uh, about hopefully two... Hopefully somebody else calls in while I'm talking. There you go. Well, while we are uh, counting down to our next commercial break, we've got about two minutes left. I figured you'd probably chime in, but uh, what is your pick for greatest arcade game? <laughs> oh, God, this is a hard choice. It really is. I love the arcade. And I think I told you guys before how my dad owned a restaurant and he had an arcade room in it, so I pretty much got to play, like between six different machines for free whenever I wanted oh, to. And free uh, play. Oh, two of those machines lucky. two of those machines were mentioned. Street Fighter Two and Pac Man, they were in there. Actually no, he had nineteen forty two as well. Oh love it. And yeah, man. I I would say Pac Man is my number one, but since that was already said, I would say Street Fighter Two was my number two, but that was already said. <laughs> so this is a hard choice. Um, I'm going to go with somebody, something later in the year, something from the 90s. I'm going to go with Crazy Taxi. Ooh. Oh, great game. The Offspring soundtrack. That was so yeah. much fun to play. That was fun. And I remember going to the, uh, so this is when I lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'd go to Tallahassee and go to the laser tag place there with my friends, and I pretty much just played Crazy Taxi the whole entire time I was sitting there. And I think it's like a buck to play, and you mm. only get like a few minutes of time. <laughs> right, and you tried yeah. to earn more time by getting people to their drop-off locations, and you know that I always saw that as one step up from Cruising USA. Cruising USA was fun. Yeah. But Crazy Taxi just yeah. pushed it over the edge. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the music that really I really dove into it because of, and then it's just an amazing, amazing game. And then I later bought it for um, the Dreamcast. Oh yeah, that and. It's still fun. I, I think I have it at home. I haven't played it in forever, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely one of those great games. And uh, and Chris and I were discussing uh, in between breaks, like, uh, you know, that top 50 list was a, probably the ones I grew up. Uh, they were teenagers and stuff with a lot of those er, uh, yeah. early 80 arcade games because we grew up with, like, uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, Turtles in Time was fantastic. X-Men, oh, The yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. X-Men was my uh, other choice. Yeah, yeah, that's a great arcade game. And guys, we could ramble on this forever, but unfortunately, (laughs) we have to go to a break. Tim, as always, we appreciate you calling in, and congratulations on a flawless victory, for lack of a better term. Uh, (laughs) But that does it for our call-in contest, our Phoenix face-off. And uh, up next, we have a segment called Phoenix Bros. Think about it a little bit, and when you come back, you'll know exactly what it means. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments. 
to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 30th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It's a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys, the listeners and the viewers, an opportunity to call in, chime in on anything we're talking about. Could be about the greatest video game ever. We just finished that call-in topic, that call-in contest, and uh, had a lot of fun. I I love the audience participation on that. Or it could be about our next topic, which we'll introduce here in a minute. But again, the Phoenix line, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, voicemail line. You don't even have to speak with a live person. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those later on and put them out in a future segment. Now, if you guys are watching, you will see we've been joined by a couple guests. Yes, these are the Phoenix Bros. These are my boys, Corbin and Reese. Say hi, guys. Hi. And the reason they're here, the reason they are here today is because they want to talk about uh, something that they just started up. So to give a little backstory to it, you know, they've been out with me for about six weeks now, and uh, you know, we were trying to think of ways to uh, not limit, but uh, make them a little bit more productive members of society as opposed to just being glued in front of their iPads the whole time. So we came up with a program. Essentially, it's a real-life RPG where they have to complete tasks that are given to them throughout the day in order to earn screen time, earn allowance, and so on and so forth. Well, one of those tasks is learning a skill. Gave them the opportunity they could learn a language, they could learn an instrument. Well, they decided together that they wanted to start a YouTube channel. Well, they found out very quickly that uh, making YouTube videos and starting a YouTube channel is more than just turning the video camera on, talking and posting it. It requires planning. It requires production, editing, and what they're here for today, promotion. So guys, why don't you talk about what your YouTube channel is and what your very first video is that you just released the other day? Corbin, why don't you go ahead and take us through? All right. So basically, it's about how we got these sodas and they are all different flavors of actual things like birthday cake or ranch soda and we tried them out and it was very disgusting so it's titled the gross soda challenge and so you mentioned the birthday cake you mentioned uh um, the ranch soda what were the other two flavors uh pb and j and mustard so, uh, you know, they, they planned it out, they figured out what they wanted to do, and we filmed them taking drinks of these very disgusting sodas. Reese, real quick, uh, what was your favorite of the sodas? Um, birthday cake. Birthday cake seems like it would be pretty normal, you know, it's sweet, it's something you would expect from, from yeah. sodas. Now, you expected which one to be the worst, but what actually was the worst? I thought... Mustard would be the worst, but actually ranch was the worst. Ranch was pretty gross, and uh, there were a couple uh, gag-worthy moments uh, in the video that, uh, you know, those were all genuine reactions. They weren't rehearsed. Um, You know, did you guys have fun putting it together? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, through the whole process of creating the YouTube video channel, all of that, what's been the hardest part and what's been the most fun? Uh, well, definitely the the hardest part is 
probably doing the editing because you know yeah you don't exactly know how you're going to edit before you edit and what you're exactly going to do for editing and the most fun part is actually recording mm-hmm. what about you yeah. reese um i think i like the fun part is the editing because because you get to add little moments that are funny mm-hmm. you get to see how it all comes together yeah, you know sort of. we yeah. created a, the title screen you know and we were able to uh, you know cut it at the funny parts pull things out and then obviously you guys talked about wanting to do sort of a blooper reel down the line yeah right? but that that I, I that definitely take too long and we didn't have enough actual bloopers to make that happen mm-hmm yeah, that's okay. You know, the more videos you do, the more bloopers you collect. Probably. Now, uh, talk about some of the videos that you guys want to create. More than just challenges, but, uh, you know, where, where do you guys plan on taking the YouTube channel? Well, we're thinking if we could get a smaller camera and go other places when lockdown is over, uh, we are going to do vlogs. We are going to continue the challenges. We're going to try to do pranks. As, you know, that'd be pretty hard. Yeah, um, but one <laughs> is actually very hard, but we're not doing it here in okay. Nevada. And what is that? You can't sleep for 24 hours. Ooh. No sleeping. Well, when you're an adult, that happens more often than you think. But no, it's just yeah. me and Corbin. Oh, I know, I know. But, <laughs> but for still. you guys, I can see where that might be a challenge. <laughs> I think it probably the only way we can stay awake is that looking at a screen because one time a while yeah well i think to make the challenge more interesting maybe no screens involved and you guys gotta keep yourself occupied that'd be really other way but the lights the lights could stay on in our room oh of course of course now uh to remind everybody again if they want to check out your guys first video the gross soda challenge the name of your YouTube channel is Phoenix, Phoenix Bros. Bros. Yep. So all one word: Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X Bros. B-R-O-S, like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Bros. So uh, definitely encourage people to go over there, check it out. You know, for a first episode right out of the gate, I think you guys did awesome. Yeah. Agreed. It was a lot of fun to watch you you guys do your reactions and and uh, Reese, your little uh, your face after you tried the mustard one. You're like it's mustard and then you had the big happy <laughs> face it was uh it was very uh cool so i'm proud of you boys that's awesome and, well uh, i actually hate mustard next one well your face your face uh your, it just was classic so uh, check it out on the phoenix bros page definitely a cute little video so uh, yeah and look I'll, forward to uh, some more here i'll post a link on our uh, christian phoenix radio facebook page as well for people to check out but uh, a lot of fun i mean we posted a basically 24 hours ago a little over 24 hours and you guys about, are already no, up like, to uh, uh 70 views about and uh we did post it on monday oh it was so. monday that's right monday. yeah two days ago so and we already have a plan for the second one well i'll tell you guys oh, this good. so one of our buddies michael yandra has just chimed in and said that he has subscribed to your channel Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We certainly appreciate it. I know Tim, who you guys probably heard in the last segment, yep. uh, he's got a great podcast. Uh, he'll subscribe. 
And then, uh, you know, talking about YouTube, you know, you guys have some YouTube heroes that you really like to follow. Oh, definitely, yes. Corbin, who's your favorite? Uh, my most favorite YouTuber, I've been watching him for f- about five years now, is Corey Kenshin. And what does he do on his channel? He mostly plays horror games. Um, he barely does any vlogs anymore, but I think he's just amazing. He's always joyful in his videos. He's hilarious. And, and sorry, and he just makes my day hey. and stuff. And he's got some great editing in there to, to oh, make definitely. them more definitely. entertaining. Uh, Reese, who is your favorite? Dan TDM. Dan TDM. And what does he do? Um, he, um, mostly plays Minecraft. Okay. Well, he used to anyways. Well, yeah. And he's really funny, and he plays really funny games, and in the real world, his real personality, he's really shy. Interesting. Mm. And he's one of these YouTubers who've gotten so big that he's gone on tour, and you guys have, uh, at least Corbin's seen him on tour. I've been on, I've seen his tour. Very cool. And then uh, you guys just turned me on to another YouTuber who uh, is huge, uh, who actually does a lot of good out in the world, Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast. Talk a little bit about what he does and, and, you know, some of the good that he's doing. Well, um, he actually has three channels. He mostly works on his gaming one, though. But on his real channel, he has 40 million or around 40 million subscribers. Oh, that's it? Um. But still, that's a lot. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he does these things where he gives away thousands of dollars, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. He gives around like one hundred thousand dollars to homeless people. Yeah. His last video was he um he went to a dog shelter near him or a pet shelter mm-hmm. and got every single dog there so i think it was like 12 to 17 dogs he got a home oh that's awesome by buying thousands well he bought 50 billboards okay he bought a truck with a giant screen on it that would drive around and he also bought um uh what's it called i don't know you're telling me um (laughs) a plane and it had a banner for Oh, very the, cool. Very cool. Well, yes. guys, appreciate you coming on. We wanted to let the world know about the Phoenix Bros and your guys' YouTube channel. And then hopefully when you start raking in that big YouTube money, you can do some good like Mr. Beast. Thank you guys again. Folks, we're going to a commercial. When we come back, it is the end of the show, but not before we take you through this day in history. We'll see you guys in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, you did it, folks. You made it to the final segment of this show. It is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, Thursday, July 30th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show and want to catch up on any of the previous shows, go ahead and head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video. You can also get audio. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts, 
Whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. You always say yeah, yes. Yeah, always say yes. Always. <laughs> While you are there, be sure to subscribe so you get the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And now, because it is the final segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we want to share with you a little knowledge about this day in history. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. And Ryan is out uh, doing some work, so good on him. But uh, in the meantime, yours truly will take you through this day in history. And we'll get a little insight from Tony, because as we know, he is a history guru. Yes, let's roll through <laughs> the history today. All right, starting off, God, this feels just like it was just yesterday. In 101 BC, the Battle of Vercelli, Roman army under Gaius Marius defeats the Cimbri in Cisalpine Gaul, ending the Celto-Germanic threat on Italy's border with over 100,000 Cimbri killed. Boy, that was a lot of big words to say. Uh, and words are hard. Words like, are like hard. Like you said, words are, words are hard, always. But uh, okay. Yeah, so just, just keep those folks in your memory because, you know, never forget back in 101 BC of those 130, 100,000 Simbri that were killed. Yeah. All right. Moving on a little bit later. That bug is crazy. To 1178 AD, this case, Frederick I, last name Barbosa, or Barbarossa, Holy Roman Emperor, is uh, is crowned King of Burgundy. Uh, Probably not the color, I would imagine the city. No, in that segment, three things came to mind. 1178 is my store number, so I thought it worked. Hey. Number two, when you said Barbosa, I thought of Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean. Arg. And then number three, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> That's all I got out of that whole that whole segment right there, bud. Well, like Ron Burgundy, you read what's put up on the teleprompter right in front of you. Yeah, I right do. Or wrong. Yep. Or, or I sure butcher it one of the way. Filippo, that... Exactly. All right. This day in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln issues an eye for an eye order to shoot a rebel prisoner for every black prisoner that shot. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we could go into what's going on these days, but, you know, let's keep it into history. So uh, stick with that. This day in 1914, after initial reluctance, Tsar Nicholas II of Russia is persuaded to decree a general mobilization in response to Austria, stating, think of the thousands and thousands of men who will be sent to their deaths. Order 66. That's all I had for that. I I think I heard that uh, um, George Lucas based emperor palpatine on Tsar nicholas the second no not really not really no no but we can go with that yep uh we have we have these guys to thank for entertainment we deal with today this day in 1928 george eastman no not eastman creator of the teenage mutant ninja turtles but george eastman shows first amateur color motion pictures to guests at his new york house including thomas edison Oh, well, thanks, buddy. That is, that's, that's uh, something that warrants a good job. 
It is a good job. (laughs) All right. This day in 1945, after delivering the atomic bomb across the Pacific, the cruiser USS Indianapolis is torpedoed and sunk by Japanese submarine I-58. 880 of the crew died, many after being attacked by sharks. The inspiration for the movie Jaws. Oof. That's the frightening way to go, you know? You get sneak attack, and then that all happens. Trust me, I'd rather go from the attack than being eaten by sharks. Oh, absolutely. You know, if if you don't, no one ever really gets to pick their way. I guess you could pick your way, but if generally you don't get to pick your way, you're going out of this world, and I sure as hell don't want to be getting eaten up by a shark or an alligator or anything like that. Nope. All right. Uh, In a little more lighthearted news, I didn't even know that this union existed, but in 1954, Elvis Presley joins the Memphis Federation of Musicians, Local 71. (laughs) I just picture him, thank you very much. It's my local local union car. Uh I'm all shook up over this. Uh I I just thought it would be funny to picture him in like a fez and and going on parades in those little uh, cars that uh, the Shriners do. Doing the little lip thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Move- honka, honka. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his horn would sound like? Honka, honka. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Oh, man. All right. Moving on this day in 1963, British, uh, British spy Kim Philby is found in Moscow. Now, uh, I haven't not, clicked into not, it. Not a very good spy if you got busted. Uh, you weren't very undercover there, buddy. Yeah, he was definitely no James Bond, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He should have been Austin. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very yeah. shagadelic, baby. Yeah. In music history, this day in 1965, Duke Ellington's Golden Brown and the Green Apple premieres. And uh, Duke Ellington, before the rise of rock music, was the biggest thing going. He was the Elvis. He was the Beatles of popular music. He's so popular, I have no idea who the hell he even is. I got a brown dog and a green apple. Oh, yeah. Number one song, because there ain't nothing else out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank God rock and roll emerged. Yes. Wow. He, he was a jazz musician, composer, big oh, band okay. era, that sort of thing. Gotcha. Never heard of him, though. Yep. This you may have heard of. This day in 1965, LBJ, yes, Pre- President Lyndon B. Johnson signs the Medicare bill, which goes into effect a year later in 1966. Hmm. Very good. He's so cool he had the uh, initials for a president. Yeah, he did. All the best ones do. Well, maybe yeah. not the best ones, but the most memorable ones. FDR, most JFK, memorable. LBJ. Yeah. You always got you always want you always hope that you just get a real cool one. Exactly. All right. Yes. This day in nineteen sixty nine, Barbara Streisand opens for Liberace at the International Hotel in Las Vegas, making gay fans everywhere ecstatic because those are their two pillars of entertainment. Well, I'm gonna just give that one A. Good job. <laughs> Fair enough. This day in 1971, George Harrison releases Bangladesh. And again, uh, George Harrison, fantastic singer-songwriter, but I think still better when he collaborated with his fellow uh, musicians in the Beatles. 
Yeah, the only one I really dug of his that was uh, solo was in the 80s, and it was just because of the music video, but uh, Set On You. Oh, I loved the, that. The, the little chipmunk or squirrel that was playing the saxophone and the glasses. Yep, the Cheesy look- as all hell today, but back then, as a kid, I loved that video. It was like a haunted house that he was in, and the whole house yeah. was dancing and singing along. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun song and a uh, fun video. So that's, that's my George Harrison go-to is that so i like it i know that this song is on the top of your playlist tone this day 1977 i just want to be your everything by andy gibb reaches number one on the billboard hot 100 dude how did you know that song is the cream of the crop yeah damn right it is (laughs) (laughs) i i'm partially laughing for that partially laughing for this next one that i came across mostly for his name because I know nothing else about it, but uh, this thing, 1990 <laughs> Cricketer, you know, the game of cricket, Graham Gooch scores 123 <laughs> versus India to follow up first innings, 333. It's did the Gooch. Say, did you say it's the... Snoochie, boochie, noochies. Gucci noochie, noochies, brody, babe. Let's play a game of cricket, bro. <laughs> awesome name. I, I'm, next child I have, I'm going to name him Gooch. Gooch, I want to name my. I, if I have a daughter, I want to name it. I want to name her Hope Solo San Filippo. I don't know why. Hey. HSS. I like the Hope Solo. You like the Gooch. The Gooch to the Nooch. Snoochy boochy noochies. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right. Yeah. This day in 1990, star of Seinfeld, George Steinbrenner is forced by Commissioner Faye Vincent to resign as principal partner of the New York Yankees. The evil empire, baby. <laughs> this day in 1991, MTV announces it will split into three channels just two years later. And then uh, I think at that point, maybe they made the decision to get rid of music altogether. Yeah, it's uh, Dusty! it's <laughs> it literally burned up and uh, disappeared with reality TV. And nowadays, I don't even know what the hell they air. So, uh, yeah. And it may have been thanks to these guys, finally, in 1991, the heavy metal band Metallica released their single, Enter Sandman, which I, I'd be okay never hearing again. I love Metallica, but it, it does... Uh, I've heard it too many times, but uh, that's the way it goes. Before we head out... No! Let's hit you guys with a couple <laughs> holidays today. Today, July 30th, is Father-in-Law Day. International Day of Friendship. Tony, I value your friendship on this day. Value yours as well and everybody listening. It is National Chili Dog Day. After you get that chili dog, it's also... Get them tums ready, baby. Oh, yeah. It's also National Cheesecake Day. Yep. And then National Whistleblower Appreciation Day. Take that as you will. Folks, that does it for this Thursday episode, July 30th. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. In the meantime, enjoy your Thursday.